What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sports. Jamoke Davis here with you. It's a great sports weekend for me with Chelsea winning again, starting the season off well. The Washington football team got a win. The Steelers got a win. Elena Deladon, two-time WNBA champion, came back for the Washington Mystics. First WNBA game since 2019. They lost the game, but still good to have her back. So it was fun. I'm not quite sure if I would say whatever the Pac-12 and Big Ten and ACC is doing is a good thing. But I guess we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I watched a very interesting documentary Untold, Malice in the Palace. It took me back to when I was watching it live. Like, what the heck is going on? Then you read that in the Nice-Marseille League One game, fans got on the pitch. They were fighting with the players and the team. It's just crazy. What would really be sad when you watch what happened in this game is if eventually they decide that we can't have fans in the stadium because security simply cannot control them. They can't. I mean, even when you watch the video, it's like security is kind of getting on the field, but it's slow Some of them are jogging over. Nobody's rushing over. And it's sad for the fans when you think of COVID. Like, oh man, we all wish. We all wish that there could be fans back in the stands. Players would talk about it all the time. But realistically, maybe not. I've seen videos over the past couple of weeks. Fans getting into fights with each other. Vicious. Just vicious. What do we do? I don't know. I don't know if anybody has the answer. I mean, because bottom line is, you know, we all kind of want to be at the games. But the violence and then violence between players and fans. No, 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 no. We can't have that again. We can't have that again. But I did enjoy the weekend. I really did. And I want to start with football and something that's. I don't want to say it's alarming, but it is. COVID's not going anywhere. In the controversy around whether you should mask or not mask and get vaccinated or not get vaccinated, heck, even in my school district, they are debating about whether the kids need to be masked up. It's scary out here. And you read from... The headlines of professional football that the Tennessee Titans head coach, Mike Vrabel, tested positive for COVID-19. He said, quote, we'll be fine. We'll figure things out. I don't think anyone who has been tested this morning has tested positive, end quote. But you got the contact tracing and the fact that now we're talking about people who are actually vaccinated still contracting the virus 
You see pictures of Mike Vrabel and Tom Brady. No mask on. Shaking hands. Getting close to each other. It's scary out here. And I don't want... None of us want to have to go back to what it was like in 2020 as far as staying home and canceling sports, etc., etc. You remember when that first happened with Rudy Gobert and the Utah Jazz really setting off a ripple effect in sports. But, you know, yep, you can read from different sources that'll tell you one thing over another. And I have read, you may have read too, that the numbers are up. In some cases and places, it's worse than it was in 2020. And I just I just don't want anything bad to happen. I don't. And none of us obviously want a shutdown. None of us want a shutdown. That would be the worst thing that can happen. The worst. The best thing happened in baseball was the Detroit Tigers' Miguel Cabrera joins the 500 home run club. I would say in many ways it's probably the most prestigious baseball club you can be in. Yes. He's one of the greatest all-around hitters, no doubt. I mean, if I could get him on my team almost every year, I'd be like, book it. I'm getting my numbers. With his above 300 average, Manny Ramirez, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, Frank Thomas are all on that list as right-handed hitters. He's got four batting titles. Tied for most with Ted Williams. Among members of the 500 Home Run Club. That's not bad. Now the one thing that I am thinking about. And I wonder what your thoughts are on it. Miguel Cabrera talked about, quote, It's something special for my country, for my family to be able to do this. I'm really happy, end quote. That's wonderful. The interesting question for me is that there's talk of adding in the Negro League stats. And I don't know. I understand that there was a, it was a different league. But I just don't understand and don't know how I feel if the stats should retroactively be raised to major league status. I mean, I guess this falls under, you know, in basketball, do you include the ABA? There are other leagues that are incorporated when I was looking up the story, there's the American Association, Union Association, Players League, Federal League. These are all leagues that were back in like 1882, 
1915. There was a special committee on baseball records and now the Negro League baseball will go into that record. I'm not going to act like I, you know, I'm not going to be on a crusade on this in any one way or the other, really. But when you read about players that jump from different league leagues, excuse me, Jackie Robinson, Mordecai Brown, Three Finger Brown, that is, jumping from one league to the next. I just think it's really interesting. I just think it's one of those things where You know, if we're talking about inclusion of minorities in that, well, they couldn't play in Major League Baseball and they were playing in the Negro League or one of these other leagues that were around. A player like a Josh Gibson will all of a sudden reach a new plateau when the Negro League stats are incorporated and considered major league stats. Then you would have someone like a Josh Gibson who goes right below Ty Cobb for career batting average if you add Josh Gibson's Negro National League career. When this does come to fruition, I would be curious to see. It's one thing to say it's going to happen. It's another thing for any of the baseball stat geeks, if you will, to realize the ripple effects Of what will happen. Roy Capanella playing in the Negro League. His stats will get a bump. Minnie Minoso's stats will get a bump as he will move over to 2,000 hits. Satchel Page, whose major league record was 28 and 31 with a 3.29 ERA will jump to 140 and 91 with a 2.58 ERA. I actually have a picture of Satchel Page, my grandmother before she passed away, rest in peace. She gave me an envelope said, "Here, I want you to have this." And I open it. It's it's a picture of Satchel Page. And on the back of it, I see Satchel. I don't know if he signed it or my grandmother signed it. But I have that picture tucked away. It's going to be quite interesting to see. And I just don't know if I agree with it. No, we don't like segregation. We don't like that. Blacks, Latinos, and other people of color were not allowed to play Major League Baseball for some time and thus played in other leagues. 
But this is really going to have ripple effects. And I wonder how many people in the mainstream of baseball fandom will be jolted when all of a sudden you see a Josh Gibson right below Babe Ruth for OPS, bumping Ted Williams down to third place. This is going to be quite interesting. And I am curious to see the reaction when it comes to fruition. And as we're staying on baseball and looking at the stats of where teams are, well, first of all, just um, I'm disappointed. I'm not going to be able to see the Orioles in Baltimore as they've lost 18 straight, which is really sad. The longest such losing streak since the Royals in 2005. 19 straight. But they're also three losses away from matching their franchise record of 21 straight losses in 1988. Now, what's happening on Wednesday, I want to be there for. Now that I know it's legit. That Shohei Otani will be pitching in Baltimore Wednesday night. I'm texting all of my family and friends, calling them on the phone. You gotta get to Baltimore Wednesday night to witness history. Who cares about what's going on with the Orioles? The fact that they're the only team with double-digit losses in Major League Baseball right now is really sad. They're 38 games behind the Tampa Bay Rays. Who cares? Here's a chance to see the Los Angeles Angels play in Camden Yards. In my mind, one of the best, best baseball stadiums in America. Arguably the best. You gotta go. You gotta go. The Atlanta Braves have the, or I guess we'll say, they are tied for the longest win streak in baseball with the New York Yankees. The Yankees are surging. But the Braves have jumped out to a five-game lead over the Phillies. They've won nine in a row. The Dodgers, until they just lost, they had a nine-game winning streak, too, that was just snapped. In my mind, this is one of the... This is going to be one of the better seasons in Major League Baseball in my mind. The Dodgers are still favored to win the World Series at plus 275 with the Astros now right behind them at plus 525. You got the White Sox at plus 675 and the Brewers at plus 800. 
But I like looking at who do you think will make the playoffs. There are some good odds you can get there. Looking at the Seattle Mariners, who are three games outside of the wild card at plus 1,300. The St. Louis Cardinals, four and a half back of getting the wild card at plus 1,100. The Cleveland Indians, seven and a half back, probably not. You can get them at plus 5,000 to make the playoffs. LA Angels, plus 5,000. They're eight and a half back. But that wild card, In the American League, you've got five teams within four and a half games of the wild card. You've got five teams within five games in the National League of getting to the wild card. This is going to be a lot of fun. Coming down the stretch, the, the races for the division winner the division winners, excuse me, is not as tight. And the AL East is really only the Yankees. I think Boston's done. To win the AL East, that is. White Sox are going to win the Central. Oakland Athletics, they got a chance of catching the Astros. They're three and a half back. Mariners, six and a half, probably not. But there's still a surge to be had, I guess. Phillies are five game back, five games back of the Braves. The Mets are seven. They're done. The Reds, seven and a half behind the Brewers. They're done. The Dodgers, two and a half back of the Giants. They've got a shot. The Padres are fading, fading fast. 13 games back of winning the NL West. Probably not going to happen. What happened to the Padres? But they're only a game out of getting that wild card. Only a game out. So they'll make the playoffs and let's see what they can do from there. That'll be the key. What they're able to do from there. I mentioned the WNBA. Elena Deladon is back after not playing a game since October 2019. She said she was tearing up a little bit. Tearing up just a little bit when the fans were cheering for her to come into the game. The Mystics are eight and 14. Don't see much happening there. For the Mystics, that is. They lost four in a row. But I guess you could say only a game and a half out of making the playoffs. And once you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. But it's a good feel-good story to see her come back. You can't go wrong with a story like that. You can't. The Mystics get their MVP back in Washington, D.C. It's also good to do it at home. Good for her.
Good for Washington. That's a nice story. I didn't watch a lot of NFL football. I saw Ben Roethlisberger throw two touchdowns in his limited play. He looked good. What was he, 9 of 10? 160 plus yards. The Washington football team, they won. The Patriots put a hurting on the Eagles, a Jalen hurting on the Eagles. Chicago Bulls may have to go on ahead and let Justin Fields chill for now. Took a vicious hit against the Bills. And be like, ho, ho, hold up, hold up. Let's uh, let's think about what we're doing here. It's only the preseason. Try not to get too excited. I'm excited about my fantasy football draft, though. Or drafts with an S. Come on, right? You're not just doing one. You can't just do one. You got to do multiple. I hope I get to do one in person. That would be exciting. I would like that. What I don't like as I end the show is whatever the heck is going on with the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12. They're going to form an alliance. And I'm going to have to get some help on this. So maybe Thursday's pod of a special guest to talk about this alliance. They want to counter the, the expanded SEC. So you're making the SEC seem like they're a much bigger deal than any of your conferences in my mind. That's what I see. You're basically saying the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12 are saying we don't matter as much as the ACC, as the SEC or Notre Dame for that matter because Notre Dame is like, we don't care. We simply do not care. We're Notre Dame football who ridiculously joined the ACC and they let them for like one season. They used the ACC and then they were like, yeah, whatever, we're out. I just don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I don't. Alabama at plus 250 is favored to win the NCAA football championship. Clemson right behind them at plus 380. Ohio State at plus 550. Georgia at plus 650. Oklahoma plus 650. Iowa State plus 3,000. I take a flyer on a team like a USC at plus 4,000. Notre Dame, plus 5,000. I think they may take a little step back. I just don't like it. I mean, you look at the favorites here. It's not like it's all SEC in like the top five picks. In my mind, it's kind of ridiculous. But I also think in a crazy way, we have really reached a point where it is just a wild, wild west in college football. And it will in some ways be the wild, wild west in college basketball as well. 
And to take a line from or a betting line, I don't know what these teams' futures really are. You don't know from one conference to the next who's going to go where, who's going to be playing who, what these alliances mean, what and what they're trying to work out. I just don't understand what's going on. And maybe you do. Maybe you don't. But I'm going to have to get my guy Matt Fortuna to come on the show and tell us what's going on with college football. I'm sure he's got lots to say. So I'll work on that. I'll work on that. All right, that'll do it for Just for Sport. My parting shot. LeBron? Really? Washed up King Slights? Because you're worried about what 10GM said in a survey? And so now that's got you... Hashtag super washed. Zero votes for best player in the league by ESPN scouts and executives. Called himself hashtag washed king. In another tweet, he said, thank you as if I didn't need more gas on the fire. He's washed. The tough part is not just that he's washed. He also has no youth on his team. At least based on the new signings. And you got Anthony Davis where you don't know how healthy he's going to be. Two seasons removed from an NBA championship. Really one. But I'm saying going into this upcoming season. I guess you could say it's kind of... One season removed. But this isn't, in my mind, it's not like a Tom Brady where you got offensive linemen blocking for you to kind of keep you clean, keep you from getting knocked down. This is closer, in my mind, to what we're seeing with Federer and Rafa. Father time, undefeated. And that's my time. Until Thursday. Enjoy the sports. I know I will too. Ciao for now.